Hi everybody. This is Trauma and Trash. I'm Ashley. I'm Steve. <laughs> you know, I just want to start off by saying that um, thankfully I'm not pissing my pants, but if I was, I'm wearing period underwear. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. You'll have to let me know how that goes. Is this your first time trying it? Yes. I want you to know that these are the, like the, the, um, they're granny panties. What am I trying uh-huh. to say? High-waisted. And mm-hmm. I have I have normal size ones. I want you mm-hmm. to know that these are almost up to my tits. <laughs> it's kind of like wearing a t- <laughs> uh, well, like a comfortable diaper. So like that's really working for me. <laughs> well, hey, there you go. That's <laughs> as long as it's comfortable and absorbent, then that's all you need. <laughs> Guys, we'll just do a fashion show later and post it on our Instagram. Do you think they'll sponsor us? <laughs> you know it's not as enough if anyone will <laughs> just we talk about like bodily fluids that is that is very true that is very true those can be our sponsors the period panties and then mm-hmm. the butt scrub that you're supposed to use that makes it like taste nicer when you're eating someone out i'm sorry you're gonna have to let's <laughs> <laughs> go back a little second um it- it is a scrub brush for your asshole that may split. No, it's like uh, not necessarily lotion, but like a, a body scrub kind of thing, oh. apparently. That, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What do you take? That didn't make any sense. It's a mint flavored toilet brush. You just jam up your asshole, wiggle it around a little bit, and then there you go. <laughs> I feel really clean today. <laughs> Okay, yeah, this makes no, a lot a, more sense. Yeah, it's just one of those random ads that floats across my Facebook. No idea why. And just, yeah. Yeah, those are the kind of ads I get. Butt scrub, lightsabers, priest vestments. <laughs> that's, not, that's not any better than the things that I get, though, to be honest. <laughs> I think I, I sent you the picture that one day it was like, oh, it was like kid stuff a vibrator like a horror book (laughs) guys if you're still listening we're so glad that you're in our cult yes thank you for joining (laughs) oh and have we got have we got a selection for you this time around who buddy cults (laughs) who buddy i'm so just telling you now, I'm going to go back and actually watch this one again so I don't have to keep pausing it to take notes because so much happens all at once, so fast. And it's a lot to take in. And then I remembered you letting me know you took this in with Val. Yeah, so guys, we watched The Lair of the White Worm uh, it's a 1988 film directed by Ken Russell. I think he wrote it too. This is the same guy um, who directed The Devils that we watched, which was um, kind of, they're both kind of similar in their own right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And as Steve mentioned, um, yes, the first time I saw this movie, I watched it with my mom. <laughs> At at what young and impressionable age? Oh, no, 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 no. This, I was visiting Ohio, I think. So I was married. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I don't think that makes it any better, but. It does not. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. 
Well, because at that point, it's beyond the point where she could do anything and had any kind of control. And instead, it's just like, oh, no, yeah, it's the, (laughs) this is just where we are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, mom was the one who introduced me to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So Mm -hmm. if anything, all of this is her fault. (laughs) That, that, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's how that works, guys. That's how that works. Um, so technically, I have only seen this movie twice um, because I, I've made Tyler watch it. Which I'm, I'm sure he very much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and again, um, my mom doesn't blink an eye when we watch these things together, and neither does Tyler. Mm-hmm. That's that's how you know they're they're good people. Yeah, well, because at this I point. Was... Yeah, I pulled up the wiki page just to double check and see when it actually came out and stopped. Um, so the cinematographer for this fine film, Dick Bush. That is a name. That is a person. I am 12. These... What is with these people? I feel like we've come across a lot of names in the films <laughs> that we've watched that are just like, what happened? Honestly, yes. <laughs> What did they go through? <laughs> so guys, I, I chose this movie um, because, well, I've seen this movie before and mm-hmm. I know what's in it. And I had thought about it as, as bringing it up and I was like, oh no, like how trite to do another movie like this. Um, and yet, and yeah. yet. And then I was like, well, okay, one, this is not a normal movie for most people. <laughs> true. Whoops. I mean, truly. Like, our wheelhouse, absolutely. Average person walking down the street, this will cause trauma. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, if you've listened to us a lot, you will giggle as you are causing that trauma. Hopefully, hopefully while you're taking a shit, because why yeah. not? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, in an appropriate place, not all over a couch. I don't know. I don't know what these people do for fun. Hopefully not that. Like well, listen, upholstery just takes that kind of sentence and just goes. If it is your couch, you can shit on your own couch. Can you? Should you? Well, no, of course you shouldn't shit on your own couch. Okay, maybe you're shitting on your own couch and you have a tarp. <laughs> Anyways, this is somehow I know your fault that we're on this strain of conversation. Yes, that's fair. But no. Well, listen. I'm not condoning this behavior. It's up to you. Anyways, I picked this movie. This is where we're at, guys. <laughs> this is where we're at. Um, I also <laughs> wanted to say that this, we all know Bram Stoker for Dracula. He mm-hmm. wrote this book. It was also called mm-hmm. The Lair of the White Worm, um, based on the Lampton Worm. Is that correct? Yes. Lampton in Derbyshire, England. Now, have you read this book? I have not, but again, quick wiki deep dive at 12.30 last night after I finished watching the movie going, I should be going to bed, but this is fascinating. Yeah, so this was published a year before he died. Um, Bram Stoker was a very sickly man, um, died. This didn't get, obviously, as much attention as Dracula did, um, but it did make a movie. (laughs) So Steve, why don't you take us away? And what a movie it made. <laughs> so it starts off strong opening with a image of a mountain and just bam, 
the lair of the white worm. It kind of looks like the rabbit cave from Monty Python, Holy Grail. Kind of like that. It gives you that vibe. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I don't know where they found this thing, but it's a, it's a cool looking cave in a mountain. And they're going through... Flem. They're going through Flem. So they're going up on the screen. I go, wait a minute. Hugh Grant? That Hugh Grant? He's in this? Peter Capaldi? The doctor was in this? Oh, okay. And it's got it's got that good, good, like, 80s horror movie score mm-hmm. music to it. Is lovely. So we start off and we are at a farm and Peter Capaldi is an archaeologist named Angus and he's just digging in someone's yard as they do all the fucking time in Britain because you know you just dig anywhere you're like oh it's an ancient Roman mausoleum oh this is back and this was a tower back in days where people were going around and whoop, whoop, at the... they have history there mm-hmm. I mean we have history here in the United States too but not different new, not yeah different. different but anyway so Peter Capaldi, he's out there digging around, and we see he has found this large skull that he is very excited about and starts yelling about and gets the two the two sisters who run the because apparently the farm is a bed and breakfast type thing. Yeah. And yells to have them come running out and come see, oh, look at this thing I found. And the the Northern England accents that they <laughs> start slinging around i went oh god okay we're we're doing this we are doing this yeah so the two sisters mary and eve mary has a short like good 80s lesbian haircut going on eve longer hair both blonde yeah so <coughs> so yeah he finds this thing and finds a dino skull what he thinks is a dinosaur skull, but mm-hmm. he's going, this is weird because the lair I found it in, it's about Roman times. Di- Romans didn't ride dinosaurs, which I counter that with. If you've ever seen Iron Sky, you have absolutely seen Hitler riding a Tyrannosaurus Rex. So if he could do it, the Romans could. And they've done that. Yeah, neither here nor there. But yeah, from there I go, okay, so you found this dinosaur skull. And immediately what you're going to do afterwards is let's go to a disco square dance Halloween wedding with a song and dance about a giant white worm. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, And that's, that is the general theme of this movie. I am absolutely here a hundred percent for it. A lot happens. A lot happens in a short amount of time. And it's just like one crazy thing after another. Um, So uh, our our friend Mary with the short hair, she has a mm-hmm. thing for Peter Capaldi. Yes. She's got a bone for him. So mm-hmm. they go to this worm discotheque. Right. And it turns out that, and we meet, this is where we meet Hugh Grant, who's the lord who owns the castle, whatever, giant stately manor home in which this worm discotheque is happening and we get some expository backstory of oh yeah well one of my ancestors supposedly killed this giant worm thing so 
like every year we throw a party about it and hey since i'm in charge now i figured let's go a different route with all this stuff and it looks like a fun party they've got like Mm -hmm. a band with a heavy accent talking about the dampton worm and when they when they first brought it up as the dampton worm instead of the lampton worm i'm like oh look at you changing one letter and putting an apostrophe to make it look posh anyways going back to this party that they were (laughs) so they have um you know how like during chinese new year they'll have those people dressed up as the the dragon taking the money Mm -hmm. well they had like a dampton worm and then hugh grant was like "Ooh, cut me cut the worm in half it was a whole cute thing there's dancing it's a it's a fun little like eighties party scene. Mm-hmm. The food, however, looks absolutely horrendous at this thing because they go up to a table. There's like this awful opaque green jello. You've got lovely like silver terrines with just octopus tentacles hanging out of them. You've got what I at first assumed was pasta in some kind of red sauce that like oh those look like worms but later on he's like oh no pickled worms preserved in aspic (laughs) because we're british and we eat terrible things yeah yeah it also needs to be noted that um peter capaldi not that he's bald now um but in this movie his luxurious locks (laughs) so much hair so beautiful and hugh grant unibrow yes it's great yes it's great good for him (laughs) good for him i wonder if maybe that's why he hates this movie or hates people bringing it up like not any of the other crazy stuff in the movie which we will get to dear listeners but just the fact that he's like oh i was myself with a unibrow Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it changes it changes a person yeah really does um okay so we're all done with the oh we're all done with the party and so um mary and peter capaldi they're like "Ooh, we're gonna take this back way and so they're walking it's sexy it's at night and she's like nobody Mm -hmm. goes this way anymore because this is where my parents disappeared (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's it's nice it's a it's a good breaking the ice sexy talk oh yeah (laughs) yeah because she's talking about oh yeah, my parents were gone, and oh, well, and well, Hugh Grant's character's name is like Jack, Jack, Jim, James, James, James. Jack to the Jim, Bob. <laughs> but yeah, his name's James. I'm just going to call him Hugh Grant because he's, he's there's nothing to distinguish what he does in this movie from other movies that he's Hugh Granted in. Not really. There's not much. Okay, you know what? I can't really counter that because, to be fair, have I seen movies with Hugh Grant in them? Kind of. I mean, less Notting Hill Hugh Grant and definitely more for Weddings and a Funeral Hugh Grant. Fuck that movie. <laughs> four Weddings and a Funeral is delightful. No, 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 no. Notting Hill. No, not oh. Notting Hill. No, what fucking, no. What movie am I thinking of? What's that movie that people watch at Christmas time? Oh, Love Actually. Fuck that movie. <laughs> that movie is horseshit. I finally saw it this past Christmas. That movie sucks. <laughs> People think that's a romantic movie. It is awful. <laughs> it is awful. 
a man, a man stalks his best friend's wife because he's quote in love with her. Yeah, that that's a thing that happens. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Liam Neeson is like, yeah, you know what you should do, son? You should just like run through security and stalk that little girl that you think you like. No. The movie is terrible. Anyways. Oh, but ooh, other stuff to make you stabby though. So you've got Mary talking about how, oh well. James has been really helpful in being there for us because, you know, we don't really have anyone else to take care of us. And, and Peter Capaldi goes, oh, no boyfriend? No, he died on a motorcycle. Immediately goes in for a kiss with her. It's like, dude, read the woods, the room in which you are. That would, dude, Someone that- tells you, oh, my old boyfriend died on a motorcycle. You do not automatically start trying to get the mouth to mouth. It worked. It worked. Yeah, she was into it. But I'm oh, come it. come <laughs> on, come on. You're a young, hot, early 20-something with her cute little yeah. short hair. And you're like, oh, but my boyfriend died. Your vagina's doing all the talking. You're trying to get that sympathy dick. Her boyfriend was probably when she was five. She's probably lying. (laughs) (laughs) Which would make the motorcycle accident that much more impressive. Because she never said he was riding the motorcycle. Exactly. He just walked out in front of the motorcycle. (laughs) Pet cemetery. Um. But yeah, so they start making out, but then they stop and dash behind a tree because, ooh, there's a spooky car that's driving through there. And it's spooky. It's so spooky. I think right away they they get to the house and they call the cops, I think. Mm. Or do they call the cops? They get to the house and the cop is already there because the inspector showed up to be like, hey, you know, we never found your parents, but we just found your father's pocket watch. So here you go. Here's that. We'll probably look around the area because it was found up in the cave, whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck it was. I wrote down what the cave was later. (laughs) But yeah, they found the watch in the cave. So like, oh, okay, well, thanks, I guess. And she's obviously like pretty upset about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. As you should be. Daddy, daddy, where are you? Just like that. Yay. Just like that. So, but then they tell him, oh, well, there's, yeah, there was this creepy car that it went up to another large stately home in the area called Temple House. So Ernie's like, okay, I'll, I'll go up there. I'll check it out. So he does. He goes up there. He sees like there's a light in one of the windows looking around. So he radios one of his cop buddies, Charlie, to report that, oh, we've got an intruder up here. You need you need to come up here right away. And I was like, no, I just sat down to dinner. And it becomes a whole thing, too, because not only has this other guy that we never see sat down for Mm -hmm. dinner, he doesn't have a car and he can't ride Mm -hmm. his bicycle. Yeah. So he's no help. Yeah, just basically Charlie just does not want to come out there. So it's like, well, son of a bitch. And then he goes, ah, because has, has he been stung? Has he been bit by something? I don't know. He falls over. And when he does, bam. Let's, we meet, we meet her. 
So we meet Lady Sylvia Marsh. She is gorgeous. She is the now. She is the moment. She is everything. Like she, the first mm-hmm. thing she pops up in, it's it's like chic pantsuit underneath, but equally chic Gandalf the White as a colonial freedom fighter up top because she's got on like mm-hmm. this tricorn hat, like this big coat, the boots. Yeah, she she has yeah. a very um you're right, it's a very like um model-esque 80s look. Oh, oh yes. But like in a non like a non a non-blonde. Mm-hmm. She has this very like sleek, dark hair. I mean, this woman, mm-hmm. which is right to say because we'll be seeing this much later and many times in the film her body is tight oh yeah so she just makes all of these outfits just just pop stupid good and like angry the thing that i love the best about her is again reading the wiki after this and the whole production thing she's like yeah when i read this and it was pitched to me because originally do you know who was supposed to play that role who they offered it to Yes, Tilda motherfucking Swinton, which would also have been amazing. But I'm glad that, oh, what the fuck's her name? Amanda Donahoe. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that she ended up doing it because she was like, you know what? This character, this is not a real character. So I have freedom to do whatever the fuck I want. And what she does, ladies and gentlemen, is she takes every single inch of that scenery and chews it in the most seductive wonderful way possible absolutely and she watched this film for her yeah nothing else and not that it makes her a a better person or a better actor for like taking all of her clothes off but she was like the one person who was like oh yeah i will i will show every inch of my body in this film oh yeah because there's some because there's some opportunities that we'll get to that people were like nope yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so the police offers he's, he's lying on the ground and she's like oh it's probably nothing but let me take you into the house um mm-hmm. so she we're in the house now she has sucked the poison out of his foot it was his foot his ankle somewhere down there yeah something like that which by the way guys don't do don't do that because you might have an open sore or a very tiny micro cut in your mouth and you will get the poison um, in your mouth and you will fucking die mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. So now you know. Also, I don't think it works. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's also why you shouldn't brush your teeth right before you suck dick, because apparently brushing your teeth gives you like those micro abrasions and stuff. So, you know, I mean, I haven't died, so okay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna go into a thing, but I haven't died. We're okay. <laughs> Neither have I. But you know what? Listerine is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before and after. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't know how hydrated some of these bitches are. It makes a difference, people. So <laughs> one of his wounds, and I just wrote down, she seems eccentric. And this isn't some stranger. This this is her home. She mm-hmm. um a point comes up that she always makes it in when spring hits. She's never there for mm-hmm. the winter time or possibly even the fall. Yeah. Um, oh, it's like it's 
it's almost like it's too cold for her during those times. She has to go somewhere warm, but once spring comes back, it's warm enough. She can be there. Whatever does that mean? She's a snake lady. We find out very quickly on. She's a snake lady. Yes. So he's like, okay, well, it's great to see you all like, you know, and she's like, well, um, who, who uh, said that I was here? And so he makes it known. He's like, oh, you know, Mary and this other dickhead were <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. around. They saw you. And she's like, oh, interesting. Her parents are dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just casually. Yeah. So all this kind of stuff is brought up. So it's like, okay. Yeah. So Bless it you. is the next day and her ladyship has taken it upon herself to go out and visit the farm where Eve, Mary, and Angus all, all are. And again, looking absolutely fabulous. Her, her headscarf, yes. The coat, absolutely. The glasses she has on, perfect. So she goes there, she's poking around. She sees something in the dig site that she's like, ooh, I'm intrigued. <laughs> no one is, is this where she goes when no one's there? Correct. Yeah, okay. no one's home because... Eve is still with Hugh Grant mm-hmm. getting dicked down mm-hmm. because that's their thing. Well, not, not necessarily dicked down as we find out later. Oh, well, that's valid. Yeah. But again, you know, huh? and Mary and Angus have gone off to join the party with the people who are looking in the cave again for her parents since mm-hmm. that's where the book was found. So the place is deserted. So Lady Sylvia just slinks around, do-do-do, poking around, just looking in stuff. And then she finds the skull that Peter Capaldi had found. And she just is drawn to this thing. Like, she gets down on her knees and, like, crawls to it across the floor. Then, like, just picks it up. And, yeah, she's like, this is mine now. And it's really and then, interesting because this scene, so this is up in his his room where he's staying and mm-hmm. um, how they have it, the, the camera going, not that I have all mm-hmm. the technical terms memorized, um, but the skull looks massive and she looks like very far away from it. And then when mm-hmm. she comes up to grab the skull, like it's, it's, you know, bigger than a human skull. It's just not as big as they made it seem in the initial angle. Mm. So it's really neat. Yeah. So she's she's leaving with her new friend and then sees the crucifix on the wall. So seeing this, she gets mad. So she sprouts fangs and spits venom at it, as one does. Mm-hmm. And then just leaves. She just casually walks away. <laughs> so she she bundles up the skull, puts it in her front seat, and drives off. Mm-hmm. So what made her intrigued to like truly go into the house and snoop around is because when she looked into that hole, there was a mosaic. Mm-hmm. And I a think mosaic, that- which, we'll, which we will see in a bit. Oh, do we not oh. see it right away? Oh, not do we right see it with Hugh Grant? Because, yeah. Hugh Grant has to bring Eve home first. So he brings her home. She's all ditzy. And then finds the pocket watch on the kitchen table mm-hmm. with the note of, hey, we found dad's watch. We're going to look for it. Because, you know, we're not useless like you. So she. Hey, hey, she was using herself for the Lord's work. 
Yeah, well, no, that is an interesting thing because this whole movie centers around snakes and then you've got Eve and Mary and the whole, mm-hmm. a lot of Catholicism I could go into there. I won't, but yeah. So Eve puts the pocket watch in her her pocket of a dress. It has pockets. And then goes upstairs, sees there's, oh, there's some gunk on the crucifix on the wall. What is this touch? And what the fuck was that? So just to, just to break it down, um, Eve, <laughs> Eve is re- Eve used to be, <laughs> um, so Eve in a past life used to be a nun. Oh, again with the nuns, again with the nuns, Ashley. You know, I'm assuming, uh, Ken Russell is an atheist <laughs> <laughs> and probably went to a good old old-fashioned Catholic school and got beat like whoa because yeah again with the nuns but yeah so so what happens when she touches the cross Ashley so so obviously we see Jesus on the on the cross and a bunch of nuns and then um the Romans come in and mm-hmm. gang rape everybody yeah in yes. front of Jesus on the cross. Now, was Jesus on the cross, Hugh Grant? Ooh, was it? I don't know. I, I thought he might have been. It, it could have been. And yeah, and, and as he's up there, there's this giant white snake that's wrapped around him mm-hmm. and just roaring as cartoon flames happen in the background. And yeah, the nuns are just getting it left and right from these Romans. And it's, it is... It's- it's very aggressive. Um, it is like, it's not just like implied rape. It's like very aggressive. There are tits out, there is screaming, there is anguish. And while all of this is happening, it is, it's technically a, a relatively quick scene. Um, but mm-hmm. Eve is not only seeing all of this, she's feeling all of it. Mm-hmm. Boom. It's over. And she falls to the floor and freaks the fuck out. <laughs> Right, because she gets tangled up in the vacuum hose that mm-hmm. was behind her. So she goes down, hits her head on the door. Hugh Grant runs up. Oh, what's happening there? Uh, yeah, so he brings her downstairs to make her tea because, you know, that's what happens when you're in Britain and you've done anything beyond break a casual sweat. They're like, oh, you need tea. tea. So she, bring, she brings the pocket watch out of her pocket because she's like i don't know what just happened she looks down and the hands of the watch have changed to a snake mm-hmm. and then she goes oh crap now i remember it was horrible so she is traumatized mm-hmm. yeah so she's telling him about this vision and that's when Hugh goes oh well you should see this then so he brings her outside and they see as part of peter cabaldi's archaeological dig he was uncovering this Roman site and found a mosaic that happens to have a white snake wrapped around a cross. They're like, oh, it was some kind of a like Roman pagan cult thing. Mm-hmm. And then at this point, I think they get home from the search, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, Angus and Mary come home. So that's all that. And he was like, okay, well, I'm going to leave you here. I'm going to head out. He drives off. We see a scout who we learn his name is Kevin. He's hitchhiking. Hugh Grant drives off. 
But oh, so the scout walks down a little bit, finds another car, knocks on the car. Hey, if you're going towards this hostel, I would appreciate being picked up. It's the lady again. Okay, so Kevin is like barely 18. It's pouring rain. We hope. Yeah, let we're just gonna go with 18. <laughs> okay, yeah. We're just gonna go full 18. And Lady Sylvia's like, yeah, just you know, get in the get in the car. You look soaked. I'm gonna take care of you. And he's like, oh, okay. So she takes him <laughs> back to the house. And um mm-hmm. sorry, I keep hearing things. <laughs> I mean, we are approaching the time of the year when the veil becomes thinner between the worlds. So, and I, I am in Germany, so there's probably yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, should happen there. Basically, yeah. her goal of bringing this Boy Scout is to just seduce him, and she seems to be doing a bang up job because she gets him into like a comfy robe or something. They're on pillows on the floor in front of the fireplace, which has a giant picture of Ganesha up above it and the the sconces are scorpions and it is just beautifully over the top and she herself is just in this slinky black sheer robe that does nothing to actually cover anything and just black lingerie and boots like thigh-high black leather boots she's got these deliciously long legs Mm-hmm. She's just laying out on the floor as they play snakes and ladders. Wink, wink. You guys get it? Snakes? You get it? <laughs> Do a... you get it? <laughs> it's a lot of snakes, people. Because if you don't, the movie's going to tell you repeatedly. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so she's like, no, basically, basically, she's like, no, just like stay. Don't worry about going to the hostel. Like, I'll feed you. Like, da 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 da. So yeah. like puns about, oh, dinner coming up. And then she's like, let's have some music. So this kid pulls out his harmonica. Because, yeah, a lady like that in lingerie is laying in front of you and starts to get up to go to the record player. Uh, she wants a harmonica. Yeah, dude, this kid. But so he starts playing the harmonica and then she just starts dancing. She starts basically belly dancing along to it again further driving home that she is a snake person do you guys get it do you get it <laughs> like <can't. laughs> and it, it only gets even more so as the movie goes on like she's yeah, just like that's... she's slinking around with her hands <laughs> above her head and she there's a there's a pause in the music and she's like okay no fucking harmonica let's go take a bath yeah <laughs> So then we are in her bathroom, which I want. That is my dream bathroom. Okay, you've got this grand stone staircase coming down to like the sunken marble tub. And it's, it is everything. It is, it is pretty fabulous. Yeah, so he's, um, he's sitting there in the, He's sitting there in the bath and she's being all, ooh, I'm seductive and everything. And ooh, why don't you stand up for me? Ooh, you're such a, you're such an impressive growing boy. She snake bites him in the dick. Now, what needs to be mentioned? One, we don't get to see this, which is very unfortunate. Two, he was supposed to be full frontal nude in this scene, but 
he like last moment chickened out which is your right if you do not feel comfortable doing a nude scene don't do it however however i wanted to see a man get bit in the penis for science you know oh is that is are we lying to people now for science come on i just want to see it for gratuitous disgustingness yeah, because, and her fangs aren't like little teeny tiny cute vampire fangs. No, they are like giant <laughs> cobra curved. <laughs> Big, nasty, sharp, pointy teeth. They're fucking oh. ridiculous. This woman is gorgeous. And they just have mm-hmm. these ridiculous fangs. Now, so she is going to obviously do something with this mm-hmm. guy, but she yeah, hears the door. Paralyzed. Mm-hmm. But she hears the door. So she takes. Right. Because she had. She had started monologuing mm-hmm. because there was the skull up on, at the top of the stairs. So she's like, oh, you're going to be fed to blah, 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 blah. And he likes his unsullied and blah, blah. She's just holding up the skull. Ding dong. Perfect. Like excellent timing there. Now, rather than ignoring the doorbell and taking care of this Boy Scout virgin, um, she mm-hmm. takes her fabulous boots and boop delicately presses her foot on this boy's head as he drowns in the in the bathtub she's like damn it well i'm doing you a favor and then just slowly it is so fabulous and the best part is is that when she's done she just like delicately shakes off her boot and then walks to the front door Uh uh-huh it's great (laughs) (laughs) so who should be at the front door but Hugh Grant. He now mm-hmm. Tyler and I were trying to figure this out. Hugh Grant wears like a not through the entire movie, but through a large mm-hmm. majority of it, he wears like a military uniform. Yeah, so like probably in the Air Force is what I got from that. Okay, we were trying to figure it out. I was confused. So he's wearing yeah. his uniform. And at this point, she must have had a slightly more um demure cover up. That she, yes, she did. Yeah, it, I mean, it's not as like the fabulous green scaly. It was, it was great. So she again, wasn't full on. Hey, look at me naked, but but it's still, it's still very still sexy. Enough. It's still very sexy. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. In, invites him in. Uh, takes him into the same room that where she was like trying to seduce the Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, there's a game set up. <laughs> there's two glasses mm-hmm. of wine. There's a fire going. Um, he, yeah. Hugh Grant makes a comment about that and she's just like, um, don't worry about it. <laughs> she's like, oh no, I just, I just play with myself. But, and one, at one point she, I guess, is trying a different seduction tack with him with like, oh, cause he was like, oh yeah, I heard from the officer that there was a snake around here that bit him so I can have my people come over and take care of that for you. And she's like, oh I'm just so afraid of the nanimous and blah, 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 blah. Then why do you play stakes and ladders with yourself all the time? She's like, oh, I'm uh, just trying to make myself feel better. And then she throws the game into the fire and she's like, oh, hold me. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just all around awkward. And you can, you can tell Hugh Grant he's kind of into it, but not fully into it. So, yeah. He's into it enough because he kisses her. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So women, if you just pretend that you're frail and incapable, boom. <sighs> Another Man. reason why I've not yet watched Hamilton. Is that happening in Hamilton? Because apparently that's a whole thing. It's, um, I forget who the comedian was, but she did this whole bit about, yeah, there's apparently a song where Hamilton's wife goes off and then, oh, all of a sudden, oh no, this poor gal shows up and, oh, I'm trying to get away from my husband because he beats me and blah, 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 blah. So here, help me. And he's like, oh, here's my dick. So. And this is a musical that people like. Yep. I just want to state this is um, usually why I don't get into popular things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Apparently, I haven't. I haven't seen okay. it, but it does make for a very, a very well, well done bit. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So Hugh Grant likes it to an extent, and uh, I think she's like, "Yeah, we should like meet up again." And he's like, "I would love that." So that kind of mm-hmm. ends that scene. Yep. So he goes home. He's going to go to bed in his fabulous bedroom. Like the four poster there. Incredible. There's, and before he goes to bed, he contemplates a picture of his, his forebear on his horse slaying the white worm or whatever it was. Like we get some Hugh Grant in stages of undressed moments, which I always appreciate. And then he's like, okay, just gonna, gonna, gonna go to bed now. Just gonna go to bed. And then we have a dream. We get a dream sequence. We get a dream sequence, Ashley. We get a dream sequence. So (laughs) as Steve was saying, he's, he's staring at this painting on the wall. But then all of a sudden, Hugh Grant is back in his uniform and he's walking through this painting. Mm -hmm. Because the painting is of the cave nearby that mm-hmm. we started off with anyway which no one made the connection with before then like oh that cave that's the same thing where this worm thing came from maybe we should look into this you know mm-hmm. so he walks through the painting again this is a dream so anything goes and it does <laughs> walks through the painting and then he's on a tarmac and he goes in a plane so he sits down in this plane and we're getting we get let me rephrase. We don't get all the characters that we've seen so far. We get the sisters, we get late mm-hmm. Sylvia, and then we yep. get the sisters, mom and dad, who at uh-huh. this point, you kind of have to put everything together. It's not that hard, but again, there is a lot going on in this movie. Yeah. It's a lot <laughs> going on in this movie. So we see, um, you know, mom sitting there, dad sitting there, dad, like, obviously holds up his timepiece, which was supposed to be the indication mm-hmm. like, oh, this is the, the parents. The sisters yeah. are dressed up. And, and so is Lady Sylvia as like stewardesses. So they're doing like stewardesses mm-hmm. things. Like, yeah, good 1950s flight attendant kind of things. Whereas mom and dad are kind of like catatonic, like, oh, they've been bitten and paralyzed by something. Mm-hmm. Get it. So, and he's just sitting there with his crossword and like, do, 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 following around the thing and basically the crossword becomes the symbol of the snake wrapped around the cross mm-hmm. and um yeah and then from there we see lady sylvia because she like feeds some kind of 
drink or something to the mom and the dad. And then she comes over and tries to force the same drink onto Hugh Grant, but he's not really into it. So he finally is able to get her off because one of the other, I think it was Eve or Mary, one of them. I think it was Eve. I don't remember. Probably. Symbolism, symbolically wise, it Mm -hmm. would make sense. So Eve, stewardess Eve, like is able to rip Lady Sylvia off of him as Mary just continues with her, oh, put on your oxygen mask. Like here are the exits thing for the front. So you've got the two of them wrestling on the floor. And Hugh Grant is, is he tied up at this point? Yeah, he's he's tied up to the chair. Okay. Holding his red felt tip pen that he used on the crossword. And he's watching this wrestling match happen in front of him. And then just holding the pen up. And it angles up more. And it angles up. Super unsubtle. <laughs> but delightful. And it's not like these two women are punching any each other. They're not pulling hair. They're just... Um, Rising. They're getting, they're getting very close to like accidentally scissoring one another. Yeah, it's very casually sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goes on. I think we see Lady Sylvia's fangs at one point. Is that right? I I don't quite remember because it just kind of ends, doesn't it? It, it does, because then they're no longer fighting, but, like, there's one of them at the front of the plane, like, hooking her leg around the door, like, like ew, come me, and another one at the back of the plane, hooking her leg around that door, like, ew, come me, and then he just gets up and walks off the plane. Yeah, so just like a real dream, there is no definitive um, ending. Mm-hmm. It just is. <laughs> and instead, he is just woken up by his, I thought the butler was up to something. I honestly thought the butler was up to something because he just seemed suspicious. I think he was just sauced the entire time. Okay. Which, I mean, hey, it's a living. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so he's, you know, the, the butler, he opens up the windows. He's, like, slamming the breakfast stuff down. As <laughs> Hugh Grant's like, God damn it, why am I awake now? He's like, oh, hey get a group together because i want to go up to the cave again okay sir so i think first before they get like the full group together now this is when all four of them go up right yes yeah they all go up there and the girls are kind of pissed at this point they're they're disheartened Mm -hmm. they kind of feel like this this is pointless why do this they climbed all Mm -hmm. the way up there they did all this exploring like they're, they've kind of come to the fact, the, the terms, like they're never going to see their parents ever again. Mm-hmm. But um, Hugh Grant is like very adamant. He's like, no, we need to keep looking. We have to keep going. Because mm-hmm. I think, and now is basically where he's like, yeah, I think there might be something to this whole your mm-hmm. parents got eaten by something thing. And yeah. like, are, are you high? He's like, no, but and then Angus tells him about some cave paintings. So he's like, oh, sure. I want to go take a look at those. And the girl's like, yeah, fuck that noise. So you guys have fun. So he goes and he takes a look at the cave paintings, which are interesting. <laughs> because they're, they're ladies with penises. Mm-hmm. Pointy penises. Which will come into play soon. 
<laughs> yes, it will. So oh God, I just realized that was just sitting there above the fireplace. All right, so they're up there checking out their stuff and Eve's like, you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to set out tea for the lodgers because, you know, Britain, if you don't get your tea, you become rather cross. And then, then you stab people. And then we suddenly cut out that, can't we? So she's like, no, it's totally fine. It's And it's daylight. It's, it's daylight outside. It's not a big deal. She's, you know, so she's going to go home and walk by herself. The other three are going to stay back because um, mm-hmm. Mary knows her shit. Like she knows the cave relatively mm-hmm. well. So Eve walks back by herself. And uh-huh. um, <laughs> as she's walking, she's obviously near Lady Sylvia's property. And she uh-huh. hears her name, Eve, Eve, Eve. She hears her mm-hmm. name being called and she looks up (laughs) because lady sylvia is just like sexily propped up in the tree (laughs) just cheshire cat lounging up there in this fabulous red autumnal looking get up like the boots are long they're brown the headscarf is wrapped the sunglasses again amazing she's just so well put together in this film you guys so well put together and it can't like you can't even stress it enough because we're going to start seeing her like exceptionally naked very very soon and it's just oh, like yes it just what I'm saying is good for her so mm-hmm. she's like oh i i climbed up here to save a kitten and i'm just so afraid to come down <laughs> like did you is that what you're telling everyone <laughs> sure so again, in a very kind of dreamlike quality, Eve puts her hand up and the way that she is positioned in this tree would, a hand up would mm-hmm. not have fucking helped her. No, it would have yanked her out and she would have fallen on her face. Yes. But somehow she gracefully gets down and in a nutshell, she is hypnotized Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is hypnotized. Yeah. Um, and so they the go- The lady hypnotizes Eve in a tree. Oh, <laughs> The symbolism. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> but yeah. So they end up going back to Temple Hall. Lady Sylvia's place. And then we get we get a fabulous scene. Where apparently Eve has just been standing there waiting to hear what her next command is. As Lady Sylvia enjoys a spot of a tanning bed. And then opens up the tanning bed and she's just full on naked. She's but completely nude. Great. Completely nude. Um, uh-huh. So at this point, uh, I think she, because she's nude for a while and then she's like, okay, I need you to start undressing. Mm-hmm. So again, stone-faced, uh, she starts taking all of her clothes off. And, and she this gets- is the point where Sylvia tells Eve that she's this reincarnated nun and because she's like, oh, I'm immortal, but I've seen you before. Because apparently they, the nuns had built their convent mm-hmm. on top of the temple thing or, or like shrine thing that is now mm-hmm. being dug up by Angus because the convent's no longer there, but it's the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I mean, I've seen this twice and I'm still not completely clear on it Mm -hmm. 
Lady Sylvia is a like immortal being. Mm-hmm. And I think she was being worshipped as well as the snake. I think so. Are there one in the same? It's not crystal clear. It doesn't necessarily matter either. So Eve has stripped down, I think, to like her, her like her undergarments. And Lady Sylvia's like, okay, that's great. Great job. You need to, you can stop now. Um, mm-hmm. And as she's talking, <laughs> she brings over this uh, massive white wooden pointy dildo. See, I thought it might have been like a rhino horn or something like that, like something carved like that. I don't Certainly. Know. I mean, it, it could have. This, this giant ornate fang. For well, that, makes, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. What if it's a literal fang? Oh, yeah. That makes way more sense. <laughs> Look at us, guys. Just, she just whipped it out of her chamber of secrets. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> what if J.K. Rowling actually did derive some, some inspiration from this movie? <laughs> I'm not saying that redeems her for all of the terrible things that she said. <laughs> but it does earn her some points. It, it puts an interesting spin on book two. <laughs> Poor Hermione. Um, <laughs> Maybe all of the water gushing out of the toilet was a metaphor for something. It's, it's moaning Myrtle's moans. Moaning. <laughs> moaning Myrtle. Moaning. Gushing. You know what? We could make such a better porn. Look at us. <laughs> so what happens with this fang is that it is heavily implied that she briefly shoves it. Shoves it? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> she turns into Sean Connery. And she shoves it. Upper pussy. She's trying to see if she's a virgin. Very briefly. Now, mind you, this thing is fucking huge. Pointed or not, that wasn't going up anybody's anything. And again, again, what's with the giant thing going up nuns? Can Russell explain yourself? <laughs> you know what would be, you know what would be even worse if he was like still a devout Catholic. I'm intrigued. I'm so intrigued. Did we? Fi- is he still alive? I don't know. I can't remember. Because I think I'm still on the Wicked. No, I wasn't still on the Wikipedia page, which is. I think I'm on it. British film director. Oh, no, he died in 2011. Oh, well, damn. Yeah, no. That is an impressive beard, though. He is an interesting character from at least from the things that we've seen. He is. (laughs) You think? Oh, just blanked um, yeah, out there for a second. Yeah, she finds out that Eve is in fact a virgin. So she's mm-hmm. like, oh, goody, he likes them like that. Um, oh, and then she makes Eve call home and say, oh, the strain is just too much. I've gone to London for some peace and quiet, which is absolute bullshit because London is the last place you would want to go for peace and quiet. That is the opposite of peace and quiet. There is no peace and quiet in London. Yeah. Um, and it's a very like, weird conversation because um, Eve is basically just uh, spewing out the exact same words that uh, Lady Sylvia told her to. Um, her sister's mm-hmm. getting very upset on the phone. 
uh, because mm-hmm. they're all three of them are back from their escapade. They didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're like, "Where's Eve? She should have been here." Mm-hmm. So Mary's on the phone, like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And then Eve looks at a ring that she's wearing that happens to be the same cross with the serpent around it kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that kind of snaps her out just enough that she yells out Dionan, which apparently is the snake god thing that mm-hmm. Sylvia worships. That's that's his name. So, And then Sylvia just gets mad and spits venom at her. Which doesn't do anything to her, so that happens. Yeah, yeah. And back in the farmhouse, we get expository dialogue about... Mm-hmm oh, this is who this Dionan thing was. We think we should probably go. So we're pretty sure that it's Sylvia that's got Eve. So let's let's figure this out and do something. Mm-hmm. The Hugh Grant, in a fit of brilliance, decides what he's going to do. His contribution to this is he has his servants, because he's not going to do it himself. No. He's rich. He's British. Why yes. would he? He has his servants set up speakers on the roof. And then finds finds his dad's old record that has snake charmer music and just blasts snake charmer music from his roof. And then we get the most amazing visual. Because again, hey, hey guys, do you get it? She <laughs> for whatever reason. Sylvia is the snicky snake. Lady Sylvia is in a um what kind of like a, a tall basket that you a would giant see, wicker basket that you would see a quote snake charmer use uh-huh she slowly pops up with the lid on her head mm-hmm. <laughs> as her neck <laughs> moving back and forth it's it's <laughs> so ridiculous it's, it's so ridiculous yeah like it's, <laughs> it's great so then she literally <laughs> slinks slowly out of her home and she is making her way to the music Mm -hmm. the moment she leaves that house um the two of them or well so um peter capaldi and mary run into the house and they're trying to find eve Mm -hmm. they don't find eve but who do they find they find mary's mom mommy just sitting there catatonic like watching a like old tv that has a movie of a belly dancer like swallowing a snake on it yeah very random um so long story short she bites her yeah because turns out that mom is a snake person as well because as it so happens vampirism but not vampire bats oh no vampire snakes because you know that's what we need in the world and um, in order to just imagine, <laughs> no, thank you, you. <laughs> and in order to, nope, we don't. That doesn't happen yet. That doesn't happen yet. Nope. Um. So they yeah, kind of fight so, her off, and that's kind of the end of that. Yeah, because mom bites Mary. Oh God. Then I just wrote down more visions. I don't remember quite <gasps> what were in the visions. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, because um. Good thing for me, the things that I do remember are all the fucked up shit. Yeah, because the, these vision sequences are 
beautiful and what the hell. And, and quick. Mm-hmm. And quick. So, uh, okay. So Mary is in this one. And I think she's, she's basically in the clothes that she's wearing now. So she gets uh, fucked to death again uh, by the Romans wearing those massive fang dildos. Oh yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. And we're not talking like in the pussy. I mean, I'm sure some of them went in the pussy, but we're talking like she's getting fucked from every angle. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, I see no hole here. No problem. (laughs) No hole. No problem. So they just, that's a t-shirt for you. (laughs) (laughs) So where do you wear that? Do you casually wear that to your PTA meeting? And just like you have like the PTA meeting, nobody says anything. And then the (laughs) principal's like, we have to call the cops. (laughs) It's like your child can no longer come here (laughs) or be cared for by you. I like that idea. (laughs) Yeah. So again, this is like, it's a very quick sequence. It's very crazy. And um, Mm -hmm. Peter Capaldi knows like he has to take care of the situation. Um, so mm-hmm. I think this happens right then and there. He very quickly like gets the venom out of her where right. she was bit. Yeah. So like he sucks the poison out of her, spits it into a brandy glass. It's really gross. He calls Hugh Grant. And then we see Hugh Grant is on the phone. He's like, no, I don't see her around yet, but yeah, she's probably coming here soon. Things are just fine. Boom. The power goes out. The music stops. And he's like, oh shit. Yeah. So and we don't. We don't know exactly how many people are dead. I think it's technically only two because he sees that his butler, his manservant, whomever is mm-hmm. dead on the ground. And then he's in his room. And this is where we see mama. Yes. And mom so, vampire snake. Yes. Um, so he grabs the like the Dampton worm killing sword. Yep, giant ass broadsword off the mantle. Yeah. Swings around, slices Madre in half. She's not quite dead yet, though, because we get this excellent shot of her. Her Mm -hmm. legs are facing like pelvis up, rising on the floor. And then a little bit away, her torso is clearly she was in a hole in the floor. But her torso is coming out of the floor and she's just like writhing and it's really, it's really good. It's so good. It's so really good. good. And then I think he, does he chop her head off? I'm not entirely do we not sure. See? We might not see. What he does with her, because it's like, you see her almost clawing her way to him and mm-hmm. then goes away from them. So you're left with a little bit of, oh, is Hugh Grant okay? Is he not okay? What's going to happen to Hugh Grant? That's a good, that is a good point because, so next day uh, it sets in. Obviously, Mary has mm-hmm. been healing. Um, Peter Capaldi is not with her. He went to go do. Oh, he's anal- he's right. getting the venom analyzed. Mm-hmm. But we don't fully know. But that's what he's doing right now. Yeah. Um. So the town cop he rolls mm-hmm. up and he's like, "Hey, Mary, like, I need to take you down to the police station." Is that what he's telling her? Yeah. He's telling her he's going to take her to the police station because they found mom. Hmm. They need her to identify the body. Um, James is locked up in prison 
because they clearly he's the one who's like, yep, I sliced her apart with a sword. So that's a thing. So he's like, well, I just I just need you to come with me. She's like, oh, okay, fine. So she starts going with him and they're driving along and talking. And she's like, where are we going? Oh, no. Because he takes her not to the police station. No, he takes her to Temple House. Why? He's a vampire snake. Also, and not to make fun of this gentleman, um, but he has a very like distinct face. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out, I don't know if he is blind in one eye. Or just a lazy eye. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, I think because I have watched this a second time, I never saw that eye blink. Yeah. In the words of poor of Pearl reading Kennedy Davenport, he's got his eye on the prize and his other eye on the crown. <laughs> And in this moment, he did, because he was trying to make up all this shit. But yes, he is uh, basically a slave to Lady Sylvia. Mm -hmm. So Mary's like, oh, shit, tries to run away. No, the gate's closed. Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to run around this way. And he's running after her. And then he corners her down in like some kind of a drainage thing. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like a window well, but they're all connected. So like. A tunnel. They're, yes. in, they're in a tunnel that has access to the outside. So he's got her cornered down there. She's got snake man behind him, a snake on a grate in front of her. What is going to happen? What does happen? She gets saved by Peter Capaldi, who <laughs> I was like, that's a Here's the hand off and whiff. <laughs> I remember he had red contacts in his eyes. Does that earn me a point? Yes. Oh, oh, I do remember. I do remember. Yes. This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> it is. So because, you know, as a good Scottishman, now mind you, Peter Capaldi has been doing this dig because he's, I think he's getting his fucking PhD. He's doing this for mm-hmm. a paper. He's Scottish. And like all good Scotsmen who are off trying to finish their fucking PhD, he packed his kilt and his fucking bagpipes. <laughs> so peter cabaldi shows up with bagpipes starts playing them and this is what lures the vampire snake man out and allows mary to escape now correct me because i feel like you would know better so saint patrick got the the snakes out of ireland right Uh uh-huh was there something to do with bagpipes getting snakes? Why does the bagpipe work? Why? I think the bagpipe just works because it's music. So it goes back to the whole snake charmer thing. Like it's, it's just like, any- huh, Angus, he's Scottish. Let's have him play the bagpipes. Right. Okay. So it gets, gets the cop out. Mm-hmm. They lock him up, I think. And then they're playing the music. At one point, he loses his breath. So this is why the music stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Angus runs out of breath as as the cop has been chasing him now, kind mm-hmm. of like along to it. But now he's like, ah, I'm just chasing you. So they've chased each other around the back down some fabulous steps. <gasps> They're running around a sundial, which of course has a snake on it because we can't beat that dead horse enough. So the music stops. The cop lunges towards Peter Capaldi. There's a bit of a struggle, bit of a struggle. We were going backwards and the cop gets sundialed to the head, like falls on it backwards and it just 
like the point on the sundial spears one of his eyes like a cocktail onion it's beautiful yeah it's a it's again really good um special effects for this yeah it's a good kill it's it's really good so peter capoli goes into the house mm-hmm. and he pipes with bagpipes and all and um, at one point he does uh, needle he needles himself he fills up a syringe he pops that needle into his leg um mm-hmm. we're not exactly told what's happening but you can kind of figure it out. He must be using some yes. sort of anti-venom. Exactly. He also releases a mongoose. And yeah. I was like, okay, so you had a mongoose with you. All right. Yeah. yeah. He sent it off to, I guess, like flush out Lady Sylvia. I guess. guess. I get well, because you know, mongoose or you know, or enemies or snakes or enemies of mongoose, mongoose or snakes, mm-hmm. whichever. Um, doesn't work that well. Mongoose dies. Tune is old as song. Um, but Lady Sylvia. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) What the hell was that? Oh my gosh. My body just tried to kill me real quick. (laughs) Girl, same. (laughs) So Lady Sylvia is all proud of herself because she pops out and then she like takes the earplugs out of her ears. Um, she she bites Peter Capaldi and he's like down for the count. Mm-hmm. And yet she is so much more fabulous now than she has been thus far in the movie. Because up until now, it's like, okay, we know she's a snake lady, mm-hmm. but she's just fabulous and looks like a lady and sometimes has these great fangs. Mm-hmm. Except now, full on like Hindu body paint moment with yeah. her. Yeah, because you are right. It has a very like um, Indian mysticism thing going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, her hair is like slicked, blue body paint. I think it's either mm-hmm. in this or there's a dream sequence where she has like blue armpit hair. Like, yeah, no, it's it's here. She has blue. Is armpit it here? Hair. Okay, yeah, she and, is like yellow contacts, and she is. The full-on snake fantasy at this it, point. It's so she bites, yeah, she bites Peter Capaldi. He goes paralyzed, and she drags him down to the lair of the white worm. Dun dun dun. So this is where we meet up. We have Peter Capaldi laying on the dirt floor. We have Mary awkwardly chained up to the wall, like in a position where she's obviously in pain. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, um, we have. Sister Eve, she is in her underwear, tied up, and she is fully aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she is tied up, like, on this rocky outcropping, like, in front of a large gaping pit. Apparently, she was supposed to be fully nude in this scene. Didn't want to be fully nude, so they were like, okay, fine, here's some, here's some Mondays, go ahead, wear those. Yeah. Now, while all of this is happening... I, mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand what was happening with this. Hugh Grant has a bunch of dudes and they're up mm-hmm. in the cave and they're doing something. So they figured out that where they found the pocket watch was like by a fissure in the cave. And okay. Like, oh, so if the white worm is still alive and it was caved in, then this, this one fissure is here where it could have possibly come out. But we also know shit's happening at Temple Hall. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where the temple to this thing used to be. So 
he brought his guys up there to basically gas the fisher and drive the thing out. Okay, so that's all that they were doing then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's why later on the black smoke starts coming up out of the out of the hole before it shows up. Okay. Because there is a white worm that shows always, up. Always there. Always there. So at this point, um, <laughs> Eve is like dangling on the precipice. And mm-hmm. Lady Sylvia is like, you know, like, oh, this is gonna be great. We're gonna sacrifice you. This blah blah blah. So yeah, she going through this whole motions like brings out a flower crown puts it on her getting straps everything. on the ceremonial fang dildo and she is getting ready uh to to fuck the shit out of out of eve uh-huh but because and any other viscera that happens to get caught on that thing yeah but because all of this um flushing is happening the ground's starting to shake we can start to hear mm-hmm. something and She's like, okay, we can't do this part of the ceremony. We just need to sacrifice you. We need to hurry up. Yeah, because we see at the bottom of the pit, there's the white worm. Ta-da! It's just, yeah, the big dragony snake thing. I, it's not necessarily anything to write home about, but it is fun to look at. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a step above a sarlacc. Which is a... The giant thing that they were gonna throw Luke Skywalker and everybody down in Return of the Jedi, and yeah, and Boba Fett ended up going down. Except he's alive! Yay, Mandalorian! Okay, but, yeah, okay. That's a nerd thing. I mean, technically, I should know that. Yes, yes, you should. I should. Dune's coming out soon. <laughs> Dune, do, 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 do. So they're getting ready for that now. Um, so she's. Uh, Eve is basically now just dangling uh, over this hole as the snake is coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Lady Sylvia's like, oh, I got to take the, the strap on off. So she takes that off. She has this knife and she's getting ready just to like slowly cut the rope so she can mm-hmm. drop in there and get consumed. Peter Capaldi at this point is finally waking up. And when ends up happening is there's kind of like a little bit of scuffle um, Lady Sylvia gets thrown, and I think mm-hmm. she's holding on to Eve's legs at this point. Yep, she gets thrown in the pit, but she catches herself, so she's holding on mm-hmm. to Eve's legs, and Peter Capaldi takes out his dagger, because, you know, you can't wear a kilt without having a dagger. So he takes that out, and he starts just hacking Lady Sylvia off of Eve at the wrist. Yeah, I... I remembered most of this movie and I was like, oh, is that how we did it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like hacking her off at the wrist as she's just like dangling there screaming because she can't do anything else. Cause if she lets go, she's going to get eaten. But she, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, he, he chops Sylvia off of Eve and she falls into the, she falls into the worm and they're like, okay. So he manages to, grab Eve and get her down and is like, okay, let's all just run out of the house. We'll be fine. And basically they are, everybody gets out um, mm-hmm. and everybody's okay. So the next day kind of happens. Um, yeah. Oh, Angus also drops a hand grenade that he managed to have on him. Oh into yeah. That's... Yeah. And it blows up. So yep. Snake's dead. 
very random stuff. So next, mm-hmm. well, I get, yeah, technically it's the next day, early morning happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girls aren't at the house because they're both at the hospital. Just, you know, nothing's necessarily wrong. They're just, you know, kind of getting treated for all of their trauma. Right. Recovering. So, so the men folk catch us up as to how things stand. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because, you know, Hugh Grant, he's like, okay, great. I'm glad all of this works. So they're going to go and like get breakfast or some bullshit. They're going to go to the hospital. I don't know. Some man yeah, stuff. Yeah. I think they're, they're going to go to the pub for breakfast because England. Yeah. So they're getting ready to go. Peter Capaldi hears the phone ring. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to check that. See if it's the girls make sure they're okay. Mm-hmm. He answers the phone. There's some like shitty ass biology intern or something and she's like oh my god like i'm so sorry so i gave you the wrong thing it was like an anti-acid not yeah like an arthritis medication thing yeah something and no peter capaldi's face falls because he's like oh shit if i didn't get anti-venom so he hangs up the phone he goes out he goes out to the car he he just kind of looks a little dazed gets in there they're driving they're talking a little bit um some sort of comment is made yeah like hugh grant makes some kind of comment of oh we should probably get a bite peter capaldi's just like (laughs) yes yes we should and we see the bite just reaches over pulls up his kilt a little bit and we see he's bitten just above the knee and see and that's it everybody that's the lair of the white worm. It is delightful. So good. It is odd. So good. It's got everything you want. Mm-hmm. Titties. Oh, yeah. Fabulous shoes. Snakes. Dildos of questionable efficacy, but yes. They're very scary. Men in skirts. Love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Hugh Grant with a unibrow. You know, you can't beat... A unibrow. It has everything that you could ever need. So check it out, everybody. Also, I guess check out more of Ken Russell's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. We need more, we need more sick fucks like that in the world. (laughs) Who who that channel their sick fuckery into creative endeavors that we can enjoy. But yeah. yeah. Lord knows there are plenty of sick fucks all around that we do not need, but different yeah yeah Yeah. sick sick fucks that use art to channel their sick fuckery indeed that's what we need everybody and so that is it um guys unbeknownst to steven we have a a choice selection i believe of really good movies coming up so stay tuned um and just remember trash always better with friends Every time. Bye. Bye. Oh, follow us on Instagram. Whatever. Fuck off. Oh yeah, that stuff. Woo.